This episode was recorded last year, prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Voices, with me, Sally Morgan. But you may know me best as Psychic Sally. In this series, I will be speaking to strong, powerful, inspirational people about their lives. When you're portraying yourself in the way that you want to and not the way you're kind of expected to, you know, apologising or perhaps that's quite gendered and we have different expectations for boys as opposed to girls. You have to know who you are and that's more of a protest. In this episode, I sat down with educator and businesswoman, Miriam Bouillon. Hello everyone. I have been so excited about my next guest coming because all of you know how much I love makeup and you all know me age and you know that I can't even go out the door without my powder on, my foundation, etc, 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 everybody. So this lovely lady, she is Miriam Bouyan and she is a very famous makeup artist, um, so much so that she has her own makeup brand and it's Cake Face Makeup. makeup. Yes, I knew I'd get that right. Um, and so she's joining me today. Very, very beautiful. I can see, obviously, like me, you like a little bit of makeup there, but you're absolutely stunning. And obviously, all your, where do you tend to buy your makeup from? Um, so my makeup comes from all over the world, really. I tend to pick it up wherever I go. So, you know, when people go on holiday and they bring you back a fridge magnet, I always tell them, nope, I want a piece of makeup or skincare from that country. You've just been. Oh, well, I'll have to remember that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love airports and makeup. And do you love Charlotte Tilbury? I yeah. love Charlotte Tilbury. Love Charlotte. So, yeah, we've got a lot in common then. So with with cake face, tell me all about it. Where do I start? <laughs> um, so Cake Face was born in 2012. It was a huge year, I think, for everyone, really, in terms of um, the Olympics in London. We had the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. So it felt just a very creative time um, and where lots of new ideas were coming out. Um, and I remember it was a summer evening and I was looking at all these exciting things happening in London. And I was going through some of the blogs because then we didn't have Instagram. Um, and all the kind of newer channels we have now. And I was looking at some different girls' blogs about makeup. And um, one thing I realised is that I didn't see myself enough in magazines, in newspapers, on billboards, and I needed that representation. And so for that, I had to look abroad. And so I was looking at online blogs. In terms of diversity in general, it yeah. just wasn't very um, inclusive back then, um, not, not in the way it is now anyway. And so I was really kind of crying out for that. And I found that when it was online, you could reach out and um, find places that and, and blogs that you wouldn't find here. It might be a cultural thing, but I find that, you know, we, when we talk about makeup in this country, it's more kind of the English rose or, you know, in, in the States, it's the American, the typical American beauty. Oh, yeah. And it, that's not exactly how I describe myself. <laughs> and so I had to look to regions where I did recognize more of my features. Um, so, um, you know, bigger eyes, bigger noses, bigger lips. And where, where did you find that? And was there a particular country that you found that? I wouldn't say a particular country, but but I was more geared towards sort of countries where there are a lot of Muslims. Um, so, you know, places like the Middle East and Africa and Asia um, and just looking for different types of makeup because there, the, you know, generally speaking, they tend to cake it on a, a lot more than we do, as it were. Oh, and, do they? and that's what kind of 
appealed to me. Yeah. And I, and I think, don't you think the look's changing with makeup as well? Oh, 100%. I think with globalisation and everything that's going on, whatever you see happening in, you know, downtown Hong Kong is similar it. to what's happening yeah. here. You know, the, the big brands are big any, everywhere. So that, that's just, so, w- w- so 2012, you sort of, um, devised or you developed and, uh, Cake Face was born. Yeah. And, and what have you done with that since? So it started off really, really small scale in that I didn't have the confidence to kind of start my own makeup stuff, really. Um, so it started off as a sort of fan page for other makeup artists that I liked. But what was great about it then was that it was showing, showcasing all types of beauty. So not that one type I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, and, and looks that were maybe more striking, more dramatic, less mainstream. Um, and I found that people were starting to like it and follow it. And it was, it felt huge, you know, cause I had no idea what I was doing. I have no kind of business background. Um, I'm all about education. And so I learned everything on, on the way. And have you found that what you're do- you've given other women, similar women to yourself, um, and uh, culturally, um, have you given them a platform, more of a platform, do you feel? Well, I hope so. I mean, as I said, when I couldn't find myself, um, on a platform, I decided to create create yeah. one basically, um, and so if that's helped to inspire others, then amazing. And well, in I terms of be, considering myself an influencer, I really doubt that. I think it's more about just being yourself, being your authentic self, um, and just speaking to other people and seeing what grows from that. Yeah. Well, I think that you're you're very humble, and and I would expect nothing less for you to think that you're not an influencer, <laughs> but you definitely are an influencer with your the education side of your of, of of your life. T- tell me just a little bit more about that. Do you teach? So yes, I am a qualified teacher. Um, I teach English and maths up to GCSE level. Um, and so my whole thing with Cake Face is about inner and outer beauty. And what I realized is that we, we're always told to kind of make the most of ourselves and our talents. So, you know, why do we go to school? It's to better ourselves, isn't it? And, um, why do we put on makeup? It's yeah. to make the most of our features. And once I've kind of found that link and that connection, um, as strange as it sounds, it suddenly clicked and worked for me. And so Cake Face kind of grew from that. Do you, do you find yourself giving um, sort of classes about makeup in people's homes or do you do that as well? Yeah, so there are loads of different events that happen, sort of workshops and things that are tailored Workshop. to what people need. Um, I think one of my favourites would have been the the men's fashion and grooming one, <laughs> which came out of a conversation with a group of male friends. And they were a, a bit jealous, I'd say. They said, you know, you do all this work for women. What what about us? Yeah. Um, and so we had a sit-down session and it was meant to be two hours and it went on for three. You're also... Um, a little bird told me that you've organized um it's, it's like a group it's like a club isn't it T- yes. t- tell everyone about it because it, it's absolutely amazing this is wonderful what she's about to tell you so it's pretty huge um it's been going on for about two years and it is called club cake face so this is basically a halal rave yeah that is just I love that and it's just an opportunity for women to get together and let loose and have a good time basically um and the rules are you know you have to dress to impress obviously um and it's no boys no booze no babies right well I like that every (laughs) one of those that so so what you play music you dance we have a collaborative playlist um, we dance. There's all different kinds of music that plays from reggaeton to Afrobeats to Arabic belly dance. We have different costumes. We 
we've had a bit of Zumba and all sorts of strange things going on. So where on. are they held? Where's the Where are these evenings held? So it will be in a range of different places from, you know, theatres to community spaces to um, everything in between, really. And I've been really fortunate because some, some organisations have offered that space because they've seen there's such a need for it. Um, and, and what about is it is it people have to buy tickets how do how do you join this club yeah so I kind of wanted it to be easy and flexible and something that I would want to attend so I never like booking things in advance so it's literally 10 pounds on the door just show up if you want to um, my mum comes which is amazing um, so I always tell everyone bring your mums and your cousins and your friends and there's no age limit it's just you know over 18 food and 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 soft drinks obviously yeah, yeah. yeah. so people bring food and I bring in some snacks and things and honestly there's loads of food left over because people don't come to eat <laughs> no they come to dance yeah. and to have a good time and I have to kick them all out because they don't want to leave it's That's just a and, and what's the most you've ever had at one of these events? Um, so it's still very, very niche and very small. The biggest I've had is probably 30 to 35 people. That's so it's really intimate um, and really lovely. And the women are so open and friendly and they all just say how nice and refreshing it is to have a space where they know they're not going to be photographed. Nothing's going on social media. It's complete lockdown and you're you're safe to have just have a good time. And so women that wear the headscarf, the hijab, they can take that off when they come Absolutely. in? Absolutely. To be honest, as I said before, I wanted a space that I, where I could party. So I needed it to be secure. Jeez. I needed somewhere where I could remove my headscarf. And it's just such a fun night. You, you know, I'd love you to come. Well, I'd love, I, I, I do, <laughs> I want to come. And where can people find, you know, out more information about these, these events? So everything is pretty much on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So it's what, easy to what find. What would they, there. what would they need to, what's your, what's your Facebook page? So if you search cake face makeup, you'll see the pink logo come up. And right. So it's everything's cake face and that's so yeah. unique. I mean, I, mean, I love so that name. It's so easy, isn't it? We it's like very, cakes very, and we like faces. Yeah, we like. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think those Eve, that sounds absolutely. And I would imagine you, it's, it, the women are supporting all the way. It's all, it's very supportive, isn't yeah, it? When it's you, very grassroots. Very grassroots. And so you will also get people that come along, women that come along to that. I will would imagine call me psychic that you know have and are not all happy stories but when they're with all the women they can be they can give them hope and they can be lifted and it just that's it's really a lovely thing to do I mean that's exactly it isn't it you get a night off from real life you don't have to worry about you know partners or husbands or babies or whatever else is going on at home you just come and forget real life and what what do the partners and the husbands think about it the funniest thing is I get a lot of um hate mail in terms of the men wanting to join oh yeah oh well that's good <laughs> so yeah they yeah. want to come and also because they know it's such a safe space I've never had complaints about allowing you know people to come or in encouraging others to come and there's never been any issues which is that's, really great that's that's brilliant yeah. and I would imagine from those evenings you must get a feedback where women um you, you're you're a bit like you're the inspirational one here um are wanting um, for information from you where they can get help for other things in their life. You must get that, do you? Absolutely. And I think it's something I'd like to develop in the future. So if mm. the event were to grow, um, maybe something like having different stands or having different professionals come in. Um, I have had offers for these things already, but I'm, I'm very careful about kind of who comes in and I don't want it to be commercialized further. You know, if you're already paying, you shouldn't have to pay for kind of extra services and things. No. Um, so it's still something that I'm working on. Yeah, but, but I it's think it's definitely a good idea. Idea. yeah just 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 a sense i have mm. of it you know because it's such a wonderful thing for perhaps some of the women there that live quite an isolated life 
to be able to go to an evening where they can basically let their hair down mm. um, and then they're going to be wanting information from you. Where can I get help with this? And I, I realize I can go and I can do that. Or is there a, a specialist female doctor? You, you know, at the end, you're going to become like a, a source, I think, for them to get help in many facets of their mm. life. It's a wonderful thing. Thank you. I mean, I, I hope so. It, it's very much something that's growing with the, the need. So when this, you know, comes to me, then it's something that will obviously be explored further. It hasn't come up in that sense just yet, but I'm definitely open to ideas and yeah. excited to see where it goes next. Yeah, I, I think that you're, I mean, it's just, it's unique. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> I mean, we have things like ladies nights and this is something that I wanted. So I went on a night out with my friends, you know, a really trendy place in Camden and we had a great time, but I was just very aware that there was a lot of alcohol around. I don't drink. And, mm. you know, as it got later, I found that, you know, we were getting some unwanted attention Yeah, and, and that developed the idea that actually it has to be like this, this, this. Like lockdown, you're quite yeah. right. But all yeah. everyone feels so safe, don't they? So, when I looked online and searched for things like this there were ladies nights but then obviously they were mixed later on or the male uh, the DJ was male or yeah. you know security and all these sorts of things so it's a lot more work when you do it yourself because I'm kind of taking you know sorting out the tickets um hosting cleaning up at the end setting up and everything so it is a lot of work but to be honest it's worth it and I would do it again and again that's that's, that's just amazing so you're an educator you have this amazing brand you're out there involved with education you're still learning still sitting exams what is it that drives you on a daily basis I'm not sure how to answer this apart from describing a meme that I saw recently <laughs> and it's basically a, a battle between the heart and the brain um, and one of them is kind of exhausted and sweating and saying you got what you wanted can we stop now and they're by these mountains and um, I think it's the brain and it looks at the other mountain and it goes now I need that one so <laughs> very good answer that's a very good answer so oh, that's a good way to put it so when you look at education and then you look at makeup, which can sort of be quite fluffy, um, how do they meet in the middle for you? For me, it was very simple. I think education inspires, um, it informs, it enlightens. And for me, makeup does the same because it gives you that boost. It gives you that confidence. And the more you learn, the better you feel, at least in my experience and the, with the people I've worked with. Yeah. Darling number one is the new perfume by Sally Morgan. A fresh and floral fragrance with a sensual, subtle, musky base. Just £15 and the perfect size bottle to pop in your handbag. Available exclusively at sallymorgan.tv. Darling number one. You are an inspirational woman. Whether you like it or not, you are, because I can see you there looking as if to say, I am not, you are, you are incredibly <laughs> inspirational. You are someone that any young girl, any young woman would want to be. Who inspired you? I think I'm lucky enough to say that I've got many, many influences in my family um, and friends and circle and network. So obviously mum first and grandmother and then aunts and cousins and everyone that kind of supports and uplifts me. Um, and then honestly, all of my friends and mentors and the people that I get to 
just hang out with every day and talk to and just be a part of their lives. That's what drives me and inspires me. So when you look at your the people that inspired you, um, were, I, your mother's life and your grandmother's life culture, was it very different to how they allowed you to live your life? Absolutely. You're looking at different contexts and different cultures. And mum came over, I think, in the late 70s. So very different experience, you know, a lot more limited with language. So she had a completely different experience trying to kind of integrate and and fit in here, I guess, and still hang on to her own um, ideas and beliefs. And so it's different for us as second generation but I, I hope I've done them proud. You have done them proud. And I just think that what you're looking at there is your mum, how how courageous and how giving is she to make sure that, you know, you experience, your experiences as you were growing up and being a woman were totally different to hers. It was it, it's, There's love there. That's what that, that, that made that so special as well. Most definitely. And I think that's what we need more of. I know it's the cheesy Miss World answer, but you know, in a, in a world where there seems to be kind of increasing hate and hate crimes, we, we need more love and support and understanding and understanding. Yeah, and diversity. And so I think my mum is a shining example of that. And especially at Club Cake Face, she comes and, and makes sure everyone's okay and, you know, goes around offering cups of tea and coffee, which oh, is just so sweet. So I come love and you. meet her. Well, I, do, I love your mum and I've not even met her and I love her. She's adorbs. <laughs> um, you, were, you, were, you were saying how you didn't feel represented in magazines, um, the, the whole genre of the female magazines, really. Mm. Uh, do you feel that's changing? And do you feel it's changing fast enough or do do we, a lot more work needs to be done there? It's a really interesting question. And again, I've got an example that happened as I was on my way here. Um, and I was just driving through, I think, Camden to get here. And I saw this young Muslim woman and she was just marching across the road and she, you know, her headscarf was flying in the wind and she could be me, you know, when I was 15, 16. Um, but she just looked more immaculate than I did then and more put together and just filled with this confidence that I really admired. Um, and so I think it comes back to this social media thing and just being able to curate our own experiences. You know, if you have this certain world viewpoint, you can tailor your content or your what, how can I say, whatever's coming into you um, very specifically. And so it is a lot more diverse and open. But I think in order to improve, we have to be more inclusive as a whole. Yeah. I think voices are everything. It's one thing to feel something. It's one thing to see it. But it's another to actually express it and put it out there. Um, and so it's so important to use whatever platform you have in a positive way mm. and by doing that you can pass on ideas and and kind of gain new insights mm, I um, think so. and, and that's why I'm so excited to be here as well Aww, and share mine, mine. darling we're, <laughs> I'm so pleased I've got you here because you work with young people in an in, in educational sense um, when you're working with social media which can that can be a little bit there can be a lot of imbalance there are you more aware of um, what content you're putting out there. I mean, I know that as an individual, you are very aware anyway, but are you more aware social media because of the kids? 
I think that's a really important question and one that everyone should be aware of. No matter how private your settings are, you never know what somebody might screen, screenshot or what might come to, to bite you in the end. Um, and definitely my work with children means that I'm really aware of sort of safeguarding issues and anything to do with child protection. Um, you, you do have to be really careful and really vigilant. So I'm, I'm always concerned about, you know, what am I actually promoting here? So going back to, you know, sort of YouTube and working with different brands and things, it can't be just you know agreeing to everything and anything you have to stick to your principles and know exactly what your values are because then how can you feel okay with people following you and essentially children Mm. looking up to you so yes yeah I I think that's an amazing leadership skills because you're say you're you're staying true to yourself with that it can be difficult because social media and you know how many followers you've got and how many followers you haven't got and what that you we we find so much pressure with social media um and especially the children they they really feel that they they need the right sort of what do they call them tablets and things Mm. Uh, so i think for you to be showing them that you can still have um good advice you can still be on point, but you can still retain who you are. Absolutely. That's so important to the kids. So I think it's all about, I was thinking about our kind of what was coming on the way and and just thinking about what kind of things I wanted to mention. And definitely in terms of how I've got to where I am now and what I want to take moving forward, um, definitely things like being organised. When you're organised, you're less likely to make mistakes. So making sure you leave somewhere on time, making sure you've got everything ready beforehand, making sure you know exactly what it is that you want to achieve. I think when you don't have that clarity, it's easy to kind of slip up and, and make mistakes. And I'll always remember what my mentor told me. Um, when we're posting online, you have to remember you are always one click away from chaos yeah who's your mentor um so i have many um and this is ros miller who is one of them um and she's brilliant because she shows me a lot of things about how to run my business even though she's not in the makeup world yeah and i think that makeup now i mean to a lot of people it might seem fluffy and oh a bit of lipstick but it's a huge industry I mean, it's artistry, isn't it? It is your artistry. Your is your face. Well, it is. I get up every morning and I look, <laughs> seriously, I look about 100 years old. And it, I'm quite the artist because within <laughs> within 10 minutes, I do. I mean, it was like this morning, I looked in the mirror after I put on my makeup and it was like, whoa, wait a minute, Sally, is that really you? <laughs> it looked completely different. Do you know what I mean? So it is, it's about being, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not being facetious here, but it is artistry. Yeah. When I, when I put together, uh, voices it was a bit like I want to interview women that are influential um, can show other women courage and strength equals power and basically you are very very courageous to do that to know that you know to say no I'm not doing that because I this is exactly how I want to be perceived because I'm telling you social media it, it, it has no morals, social media. And the more outrageous and the more awful it is, the more they love it. So you need a lot of strength and a lot of courage to say no 
I agree with you. And I think it's not just social media. If we come to mainstream media, you've got all these kind of, um, I guess, stereotypes that are portrayed. And when you think Muslim women, probably the first things that come into your head are not positive. Um, and just feeling that we have to prove ourselves even more or have to apologize for things that have really no no connection to us um it's made me rather than want to sort of fight those stereotypes i'd rather just show who i am and let people make up their yeah. own minds i'm not here to kind of prove anything no exactly. except just show maybe a different reality yeah. when you're portraying yourself in the way that you want to and not the way you're kind of expected to you know apologizing or perhaps that's quite gendered and we ex have different expectations for boys as opposed to girls um i think it you have to know who you are and that's more of a protest I think rather than following this idea that you know girls are demure or they're modest or they're this or they're that actually you can be yourself and it's it's so much more liberating yes when you do that and it is a form of protest I think because then you know your own self you know your identity you know who you are yeah. What's new on the agenda for Cakeface? Well, I think the underlying message is that Cakeface is a, a derogatory term, isn't it? It's a bit of a slur. It's somebody that cakes on too much makeup and it's horrible or something. And I just, I always felt that it shouldn't be a negative term. I, I love when people call me Cakeface. So it's more about turning a negative into a positive. And it's also a fun name that's, you know, easy yeah. to remember and it makes you think of cakes and things. So in terms of your question and next steps... I think it has to be Cake Face International. Yeah, oh, so do I. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? And you know what? I don't, maybe I'm looking at the cake too much because I don't think it's derogatory. <laughs> it's a bit like, yeah. but, and, and I, all, because I also, I love makeup. So, yeah. I mean, please, you know, you can put as much makeup. I, I can never, right ever have too, too much makeup on it. And that is the truth. Um, so international, as in you're going, you're going to take these events, these, these ladies nights, elsewhere yeah so I have done makeup events abroad um and I have a lot of different sort of contacts and ideas floating about in different countries um and I would love to actually take it to Morocco and specifically Marrakesh because it is a big scene there in terms of girls only events and that's where I was kind of inspired to do the version here my oh, Moroccan wow. girlfriends here do do house parties and things but obviously you have to know the people you have to be invited and it's not a commercial event where you know all women are invited or included um and so because of that i'd like to take it to morocco what a lovely place mm. to go i just think that like i said at the beginning you are inspirational for all those ladies out there and also you're really saying to everyone hey look we can be beautiful we can wear makeup we can wear as much as we want aren't you that's exactly it. And I think it's the, for me, the bottom line is I didn't see myself in, in these magazines. And yet I didn't feel ugly, even if I wasn't oh, included. Oh my God, you're not ugly. You're no, beautiful. No, but you see what I mean? You know, as a teenager growing up and you kind of look to see yourself um, represented. And when you're not, it can make you feel that you're, you're not important or you're, you know, you yeah. don't need to be seen. And so there was this kind of disconnect between what was happening on the runways and in you know the the catalogs and everything like that and also what was going in, on inside for me so it it led me on to that you know typical teenage journey of discovery and you know accepting yourself in your skin and loving yourself for who mm -hmm. you are so really with cake face even though it's all about you know makeup and all, all that sort of thing it's also giving yourself and others permission to wear makeup or not it's empowering exactly it is yeah. it, very much empowering and I think uh, call me psychic here, but I actually think that you need your own range. 
Well, that I would love to do, definitely. Yeah. I think there's a range of cake face shades that so, need so, to happen. And, and the, <laughs> is it coal, the pencil coal? I, yeah. I love that. And they, because I go to Dubai quite a lot. Okay. And when we go to the markets, you can buy the real stuff there. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, jet, jet black. And that's wonderful. Have you been to the markets there? Yes, I have. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's it's such an amazing thing. And again, that's what I was looking for. You know, so I'd be going on the Middle Eastern blogs and the African blogs and just looking at all the different styles of makeup, even sort of uh, traditional makeup and yeah. tribal makeup and what different things mean and the symbolism. And, and, the, produ- and the products yeah. can be so different. Yeah. Yeah, more, I think, organic, you know, because they're using the colours, really, yeah. which are just are, are natural pigments, aren't they? Yeah, I, I love that when I go there. And, um, of course, I go with me makeup on and the men know and they come, come out with the coal. They know exactly <laughs> they what know. I'm after. They know yeah. their audience. Oh, they do. They know, they know their audience all right. It, it just, I'm just so pleased that you agreed to come on. Thank you and, for having me. Um, and, to talk to us about it and I just know that there are going to be some beautiful Muslim women out there listening to this that first of all need to look you up and come to your ladies nights yeah definitely. You, you don't mind what do you do when you said you you do you vet everybody so can strangers call you it, it's a mix of different people that come sometimes it's my friends and family and other times it's completely brand new women so i'll promote it on different platforms and just see who turns up really so we need to look out for that then yes and then 100%. just yeah and you, you'll be giving us all the details on it i think that's <laughs> that, i'm definitely coming yes please. I, I could be a dj 100 <laughs> percent, you're there <laughs> i know i know thank you darling so much for for coming in it's a pleasure thank you for having me Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Join me next time with another exciting guest. Don't forget to download, share and subscribe. 